0: God and Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time of worship, God. To, just to love on you, God, and empty our hearts out to you, God. You're faithful, you're true, Father. You're holy without a spot or blemish, a wrinkle or a blemish or any such thing. Yes, you are, God. He who was, he who is, and he who is to come. God, above us all, who works in us all and through us all, Father. That's who you are. We're thankful for you this morning, God. For being who you are. And we love you, God. We pray this morning, Father, as we continue in our worship, that you, God, will continue to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, Strength to endure. And a heart to follow hard after you. Take us, Father. Make us and mold us more and more into the image of your dear Son. That we might be well-pleasing to you, God. In all we say. In all we do. All the days of our
1: lives. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. 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 Well, good morning, everyone.
0: Nice and cold outside, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Amen. Well, spent a little time seeking the Lord for
0: what He wants to do and how he wants us to go and got a little something for us this morning. <clears throat> How's everybody feeling out there? Good. Okay. Enduring hardness.
1: Amen. <clears throat> got a bit of a
0: question. I'm gonna we're at everybody and don't hesitate to talk back.
1: See if we can talk a little bit here.
0: If you would, uh, let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First <clears throat> Thessalonians, Chapter Four, if you got it, say, Got it? Thank you, and I appreciate every one of you. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're there. don't want to leave anybody out. <clears throat> the question that I have for us is, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Let's give that a little bit of thought. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we're going to start reading at verse 13. It says, but I would have you I would would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus, God, Jesus will bring, I'm sorry, all those who sleep in Jesus will God bring
1: with him. Amen? Amen, Brother Mark.
0: If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them which also sleep in Jesus, God will God bring with him. Everybody say sorrow. Where do we go from here? <laughs> we had a very rough blow to the fellowship. You know, the scripture says if you smoke the shepherd, you what? Somebody, I know somebody know it. It's too many of us Bible-knowing people in the building. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm talking about. If you smoke the shepherd, you're going to scatter the sheep. Amen? Now, we can't ignore that like that doesn't happen. We can't ignore it like it isn't true. We can't ignore it like it doesn't exist. We had a hard loss, amen? It's real. It hurts. Amen? And we have to be real with it. If not, it will overtake us. It will scatter us. That is simply the truth. You know? One of the definitions that I have for sorrow is to be saddened, to grieve, or to be in heaviness. To sadden, to grieve, or to be in heaviness. I've heard many stories over the last two weeks of how many of us are grieving differently. I've seen many responses differently from one another. But one thing this scripture says that encourages me, and I hope it encourages all of us in this room today, it says, but I will have you not to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not as somebody who does not have hope.
1: Amen? So in, in, in order
0: for us to know how to not sorrow as someone who don't have hope, or because the only way we can know that is to know what it means to sorrow as someone who don't have hope. So let's, let's, let's visit that for a moment. OK, let's, let's collaborate. Because I mean, this is, this is a tough subject right now. What does it mean to sorrow as someone who has no hope? I ain't in a rush. This is how we're gonna mature. This is how we're gonna go on. This is how we find where do we go from here. So what does it mean to sorrow as somebody who has no hope?
1: What in the world could he be referring to? If
0: you don't have one right up top of your head, I'll give you an easy one. If if somebody don't believe Jesus died and rose
1: again, <laughs> where's their hope? What do they hope in? Do they have any
0: confidence in anything? Do they have any expectation of anything? You know I mean, we do know some of the world believe you're going to be reincarnated. I'm going to come back, I'm going to be a horse. I'll come back and I'll be a mosquito. Why somebody want to be a mosquito? They only live for two days. I don't get that.
1: <clears throat> you know,
0: I think it's two days. They want to fly. One of them want to live for 48 hours. <clears throat> so, I mean, if they don't believe that Jesus died and rose again, I'm going to say this and I think I think we can understand my point. It may not be completely accurate but it has some accuracy to it. How many times have we and I, and I understand that I do know that everybody grieved differently, okay? But have we ever been to or seen on TV or heard of someone passing and somebody bawling out crying falling over into the casket? We've all seen and heard it, right? They could genuinely be hurting. Amen? Genuinely be hurting. But my question then goes, are you sorrowing as someone who has no hope? You know, one of the things that I've experienced many times when people passed is people who have not said a word to them in years Y'all heard me, years, sometimes decades,
1: exhibit exorbitant amounts of pain. To
0: my mind, you know, and this is just me talking, just to, to my mind, one of the things I'm wondering is, how does that hurt so much? And I'm with this individual every day. I mean hurt so much as relative because I'm hurting. So I'm not saying that they don't hurt and that they're not suffering. It just makes me wonder, how? What is it? What type of sorrow do you have? You guys see where I'm, what I'm trying to say here? There's a way to sorrow and not be overtaken. There's a way to sorrow and endure unto righteousness. There's a way to sorrow and not dissolve away. And not faint.
1: That's how we scatter.
0: Hope is the expectation or the confidence in something. What is our hope? What is our expectation? What is our confidence in?
1: What's that? The Word. Yes. Everybody, catch that? Hope
0: that your heart would sometimes it hurts so much, you don't feel like it's going
1: to stop hurting. Amen.
0: We don't, we don't sometimes we just don't feel like it but we have a promise we have an expectation Brenda amen <laughs> I hear you we have an expectation amen turn to Colossians chapter one Colossians chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 23. If you got it, say, Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, I got three of you out there. That's good. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23 says If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which you was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind in the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, for this body's sake, which is the church, which of I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Do you guys see that? Did you really? Even the mystery which have been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of his glory, of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. The what? Hope of glory. Isn't there a scripture that says he heals the brokenhearted?
1: We have hope. Christ in
0: us, the hope of God. We have that hope. We have that expectation of being healed when our hearts are broken. When we don't turn to that expectation. You guys following me? It allows us to be consumed by the moment. Being consumed by the moment is which causes us to faint.
1: Amen? Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. where do we go from here
0: Hebrews chapter 12 we're going to start at verse, tw- uh, verse 1 Hebrews 12 verse 1 if you got it say got it we seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us what run with what the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider, you guys see that word consider? For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be weary and faint in your minds.
1: How many of us agree that grief can be heavy? Amen? Grief can be heavy. We have
0: right here, a cloud of witnesses who's who's in line with this and look, lay that aside. What's one of the things we do for heaviness? I know everybody knows this one. They got to.
1: Put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's one of the things we do. When we're heavy. If we don't
0: utilize the tools that we have, we will be overtaken. We will spend way more time doing things we shouldn't do, overtaking the things we shouldn't be overtaken in, and wondering, why am I going through this? I should not be going through this. Simply because we don't utilize what God has given us. We don't allow that word to be made flesh in us. That doesn't mean we're not going to suffer. It doesn't mean we don't mourn. We do. It doesn't mean we don't hurt. Because we do. But what we do best, I hope you all hear me here, the one thing we do best as we endure until the end. We fight that fight no matter where it takes us.
1: Because in the end, it's him working
0: in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen? We walk out what he works in. That's what we do. Let me give you a couple definitions. One for weary. Everybody say, Worried. Having patience exhausted or your mind yielding to Discouragement. having patience exhausted or your mind yielding
1: to discouragement.
0: Anybody ever heard the statement, my patience is wearing thin with you? How often do we find ourselves discouraged? Now the next question is what do we do with that discouragement? Do we allow our minds to yield to it? That doesn't mean we don't go through something. That doesn't mean we don't endure for a moment. But what do we do with that discouragement? Here's a definition for the word faint. Everybody say faint. Relax to the point of breaking up or dissolving. Relax to the point of breaking up or dissolving. Dissolving is a process, isn't it? Most stuff that dissolves doesn't dissolve like that. Right? Most stuff, though, not that I'm familiar with. I put some sugar in Kool-Aid. I'm always stirring because you can still see the crystals. Right? It dissolves over a period of time. That's why it's easy for us to fall away sometimes because we don't deal with the thing up front. We slowly let it eat away at us. Slowly let it decay.
1: And then before we know it, we're all scattered with good reason
0: because now is the time to do it. We fall away. relax to the point of breaking up or dissolving. Our sorrow and our grief is not as those who have no hope. Or at least we shouldn't allow it to be. Amen? You know, and, 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 I, and I know the thoughts where, you know, some would say, but I want to sorrow. We can sorrow. It's okay. I will mourn with you. But guess what else I'm going to do?
1: I'm going to encourage you to fight through this thing.
0: I'm going to encourage you to lay down the weight so it doesn't beset you.
1: Now, there was one thing
0: that Johnny told me just before he made his transition. And he said to me, he's, I, I, he said, this is what you do. He said, Go on. You go on and you do what God said to do.
1: So, what do we do from here? We go on.
0: We do what God has told us to do. That's what we do don't despise and get caught up in the thoughts of, well, if, if if this can happen to him what about me you know the disciples did the exact same turn to Mark chapter 8 if this can happen to him and, and I know he's a righteous man what about me The devil likes playing with our feelings and our emotions. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. He likes going between the pieces there so that he can steer us and direct us into doing things that's ungodly. Mark chapter 8, if you got it, say got it. I think it's at verse 34. Well, not verse 34. I'm going to start at verse
1: 25. Uh, I think that's the one I want. Give me one second. I want to double check this.
0: Okay, we're going to start at verse 31. If you got it, say, got it. Uh, Mark 8 31 it says and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and of the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again and he spake them that saying openly everybody say openly that tells me he wasn't just with them okay listen and Peter took him everybody say took him and he began to rebuke him. Can you imagine grabbing Jesus and rebuking him? That tells me something happened inside of Peter. He grabbed him and begin not only did he grab him, he began to rebuke him. I would not have the guts at least, I don't think I would <laughs> you know. You know, the ways of man seems right in his own eye. I don't know, you know. But he grabbed him. And uh, where am I at here? Let's see. And he rebu- began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savourest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of
1: men. Sometimes...
0: Sometimes the death of a loved one causes us to see our death. Causes us to examine ourselves. Sometimes it causes us to see irrationally. Through the eyes of self. Through the eyes of flesh. Through what I think should happen. Or should have happened. And we get caught in the moment. Peter had those same problems. Jesus says he has to die. Peter runs over and grab him. Oh no, be it far from you, Lord. All of a sudden he's Superman. <laughs> you know, and it's not a sinful thing or a bad thing. You know, grief affects us in different ways. I, I, I will be the first one to say it, because I haven't heard anybody say this. Maybe I'm not the first one, but I think Peter was grieving a little bit. Because of what Think about it like this. If you walk with Jesus for three years and you saw everything he say come to pass, you saw everything he do that was impossible happen, what are you going to think about it when he say I got to die? I know what I'm going to think. I don't want to see you go. I'm not going to doubt it because I've seen too many things he say happen. So, this ain't doubt that Peter is exemplifying here. This is hurt that he's exemplifying here. He doesn't want to see him go because death is finite. I think that's the right word, finite, am I right? Yeah. (laughs) And Peter knows when you hit that grave, it ain't no coming back. Amen? Amen? And that don't mean God can't bring you back. Y'all know what I'm saying. He just knows that. And then he's also... It's, it's so much stuff that's going on in Peter's mind. It's crazy. I'm sure he's thinking if you're going to die, then we're going to die. Amen? But what did Jesus say to him? He said, you us the things that be of men. The word savorist means to exercise in the mind, to entertain or to have a sentiment of the things that pertain to man. He's doing, here we're going with feelings. You guys see that? The things that you interest, and this was a nice definition when I saw this, that you interest your own self would. Look at what he told Peter in the next verse. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said to them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Everybody say, deny, take up, and follow. Say it again, deny, take up, And follow. This is valuable. This is valuable, especially in dealing with grief. Amen?
1: Sometimes,
0: in order to keep ourselves from being overtaken by something, we have to get rid of it. It starts with denying. What are you denying? Are you denying self or are you denying it its power? Sometimes some things are so hard to overcome. How many of us have been in a battle, fighting and fighting and fighting, we just can't get over it? And it seems like it's never gonna end. You know what I know to be true? is that we might be denying it its power, but we haven't taken up our cross. That's another step in the process. We can deny it its power, but we also have to take up our cross. One of the only reasons some things have power over us is because we give it place in our heart. You know how the scripture says, give no place to the devil? I think that word place is tapos. It means don't give him any oversight of anything in us. That's where we got to take up our cross. Sometimes those battles are as long as they are, not every time, but sometimes some of those battles are as long as they are and as hard as they are because we did not pick up the cross. We're fighting against it and we're denying it its power, but it still has place somewhere. So he's like, how are you going to try to kick me out of my home? You want me there. You still want me there. If you didn't, take up your cross. Die on it. Kill it. And then after you take up your cross, there's another step. Everybody say, follow me. can often see the death of our own soul in many situations but sometimes our hope is in self-preservation sometimes our hope in, is in retaining that thing that we do not
1: need sometimes we just don't see it which
0: that is totally understandable That's what your brothers and sisters are for. To help us to see.
1: To help us to get through it. To help us to endure.
0: As sons and daughters of God the Father we choose to do what it takes to mature
1: in God, to do what it takes to endure the battle. We choose to be disciplined in his word and in his will
0: when things that present themselves are opposed
1: to his will. Amen. None of us really want to suffer, right?
0: I mean, like suffering. Go ahead, tell the truth. I do. No, I'm just kidding. That's not bad at all. None of, nobody wants to suffer, but it's how we suffer that makes the difference. So where do we go from here?
1: We go on, that's what we do. We go on. one last
0: example Uh, I think it's in Matthew let's turn there if that's it if not I'll just go over it (laughs) Matthew 26
1: let's see if that's it Yep, I think that's it. Matthew
0: 26, verse 69. If you got it, say got it. Got it. (laughs) Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou was also with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Anybody see that? And when he was gone into the porch, another man saw him and said unto him that was there, thou fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. That's like saying, I swear I don't know this dude. Now don't you think if you are hanging out with him and he's hanging out with multitudes of people, that somebody gonna recognize you. <laughs> Look at seventy three. And after a while, came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, "Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee." <laughs> then Peter began to curse and to swear. He probably said a ton of four letter words, huh? <laughs> I know not the man, and immediately the the cock crew. Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went forth, and he wept bitterly. Peter entered into a trial. That trial had three stages to it. I'm not saying that every trial is going to have one, two, three stages or anything like that, but this one did. He had opportunity three times to come up out of that trial and not endure what he he did endure. But Jesus knew who he was. He told him beforehand that it was going to happen. Amen? Sometimes we're going to endure for lengths of time because it has to happen that way. Amen? Sometimes it's just gonna take place. Sometimes it takes that much time to actually deal with it. Sometimes it don't. The real question at hand is, are we
1: dealing with it? That's the real question are we dealing with it?
0: Because if we don't
1: deal with it, it's going to be expanded. It's
0: going to take that much longer. If it takes longer, it's going to be harder. If it's harder, it's because it's taking deeper
1: root. We don't want that. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm sure
0: Peter was probably thinking when, when the first person accused him of knowing Jesus, he was probably thinking, oh no, here it comes. Here it comes, they see me, they know who I am. So he lies. Second one comes, oh shoot, they really want to kill me. Are they following me? And then the third one comes, you can tell by my talk. Instead of denying himself, he denied Christ. Everybody see that? Instead of denying himself, he denied Christ. Not once, not twice, but three times. Let's consider these things while we're going through this time. You know, I'm reminded, actually, actually, Alvin brought this up about who was that that did 30 days of mourning now? Say it again. Moses, 30 days of mourning when he died. 30 days of mourning. I'm not saying that's what it should or shouldn't be, but it makes sense. It makes sense.
1: Especially if we're going to deal with it. We just
0: have to make sure that when dealing with it, we're making choices that God will want us to make when going through this and not choices that we want to make or not make. Amen? Because that is where the trick is, where the trap is. are we going to walk in the flesh through this thing or are we going to live in the spirit through it? Amen? It's not the choice itself that is right or wrong. It's what's influencing that choice. That way we can find out, is this God or is this me? Is Satan involved in this choice? Amen? So let's think about that while we're going through this time. And let's remember who sits on the throne. Let's remember where our hope lies. It's anchored in Jesus. Amen? Let's remember, and I'm going to say this because everybody knows this, where Jay is right now. Right now as we speak. He's amongst that cloud
1: of witnesses. Amen.
0: So we can endure this and not be scattered. We can grow through this and mature as a family, sons and daughters. Amen? Anybody have any questions? Anything anybody want to add or share or anything? That was Moses, for Moses' death. It was his
1: death, right? wasn't his death? I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. amen Amen.
0: Amen. You know, I heard I once heard somebody say, this kind of stuck with me. I once heard somebody say, God is so concerned about us or you that if your purpose did not exceed your pain, he would not allow you to go through it. That that just really touched me. God is so concerned about you that if your purpose did not exceed your pain, he wouldn't let you go through it. Bingo! Everything! That's it! Amen! You want the mic, Nita? sometimes we got to be like job. job was able to see beyond his suffering yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. he saw the purpose he saw he had the right perspective that's why he was able to endure it. Yeah. that's why he was able to go through it and see as God sees. We have to stop looking at so much the hurt and the pain sometimes and look at things the way God sees it. Look beyond the suffering. Recognize the reality of what's actually happened and don't look at the fig, the leaves, and the winds and the waves because they can be distracting.
1: Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. I remember one of the things that um we were praying um God, whether you choose to deliver Jay from this body or deliver him from this illness, we win. We believe you. We trust you for your perfect will. You know, I'm tired of telling God what to do for me. (laughs) What I want to know is what can I do for him? if he cares to feed them birds (laughs) I don't care about feeding a bird (laughs) how much more is he going to care about me and what I have need of that doesn't mean I'm not going to pray my situations and my problems and even some of my wants but my core focus is on what can I do for you how can I be a well pleasing son And that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. Sometimes we have to just see beyond the suffering. Not my will, what
1: did Jesus say? But thine be done. I'm sorry. The greater the reward.
0: You know, I've never considered that. Um, For me personally, I don't think it really matters whether I believe it or not. (laughs) Um, I believe we all have a road to trod. And on that road to trod, God has designed who's going to get what from that road. For me to say my suffering or your suffering or someone else's suffering is greater than someone else's. is going to give them a greater reward, I can't speak to that. Um, what I can speak to is, the scripture says, there's going to be, you know, some things tried by fire, you're going to get wood, you're going to get hay, you're going to get gold. The scripture says that, but it's not mine to determine whether or not I get this, you get that, etc., etc. So, um, cook. Because if I, what you might think is suffering, what she might think is suffering might be completely different. He may be able to endure what you're suffering. You may be able to endure what he's suffering, but, you, but vice versa. So it may appear to be a greater suffering, but that don't necessarily mean it is, you know. And I think that what, thinking those kind of thoughts, I kind of just leave to the Lord, you know. However you want to answer that, that's up to you, God. You know, because I I can't I can't make that judgment.
1: You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think God is a just God. You know, He knows how to do what He does. See, I give you one example. Me and Alvin was talking about this yesterday. I give you one good example. There was a story in the Bible these laborers out working in the field and the master agreed to give them a dollar you know and they agreed for oh yeah I'm gonna do this job give me that dollar give me that dollar you know they're excited and happy about the dollar they're gonna get halfway through the day somebody else comes in hey can I work for you he said yeah you can work for me is a dollar okay he said yeah a dollar okay everybody else is mad we've been here for four hours and you gonna give them the same amount of money you have given us wait a minute, first of all, it's my money, second of all, you agreed to a dollar, and you said it was okay, and you were happy about it, now you're trying to tell me how to spend my money on the next person, you know, so I'm saying that to say, God is just, he knows the hearts of men, you know, something was exposed there, (laughs) You know, for all I know, God was gonna give that man a dollar way before he was gonna give them he was probably gonna give them three dollars at first and said, No, your hearts aren't clean, I'm gonna I'm gonna expose that to you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But God's just, you know. And one of the things he wants to do is to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what he wants to do. You know. Any other questions? Anything anybody wanna share? So, yeah, let's, uh, let's be there for each other. This is a hard time, but let's keep focused on who we are and whose we are and how he wants us to come through this. Amen? If you would, just pray all your
1: offerings and consider yourselves dismissed.